right. Hello and welcome to the Accepted Podcast, a college admissions podcast for the savvy student. My name is Tyler Kusunoki. I am an admissions consultant working out of Japan with students all over the world to help them try to achieve their college goals.、Um, today, we do have a bit of a special episode for you. It's a little bit longer than normal,、uh, but I had an opportunity to sit down with a recent graduate from Brown University. To have a bit of a conversation with him about his application process, about why he ended up choosing Brown, about you know, the actual experience of Brown, like what it means to actually be a student there, as opposed to kind of what it's advertised as. Brown is kind of a pretty unique school, even among the Ivies, given its open curriculum.、Um, and that is its big draw. But what does that actually mean? What does that, what does that, what, what is that experience like for someone who's actually there? That's something that. I haven't been, so、um, I'm really, really excited and happy to have a student、um, to come and share a little bit about their experience. So, a little bit longer of an episode today, but hopefully, the content shared will be valuable and useful to you. And we'll be doing this every so often with other students from different universities、uh, just to sit down and chat with them a little bit about their experience so you can gain some insider perspective of what it's like. All right, so without further ado, here's the interview. All right, so today we have another special guest here to share a little bit more about his specific、uh, university experiences. And it's a university that like, a lot of you have had some questions about, specifically in regards to the application process, but also what the school itself is like. And that is going to be Brown. So we are going to get started and dive right in. So, to our special guest, thank you for coming in. And if you could take some time to just talk a little about yourself and、um, just an overview of what you pursue. At Brown, and then we have some more specific questions that we'll dive into. Yes,、uh, thank you so much for that introduction.、Um, super excited to be here again today. Again, a bit about, my, about myself. I was born in Japan, grew up here until third grade, and then moved to the US.、Uh, went to public school there for elementary, middle school, then went to boarding school, Groton, and then I went to、um, college for Brown, and I am back in Japan for work right now.、Um, excited to talk about Brown today. Okay. All right. So、um, tell us a little bit. Why don't we just start off by telling me a little bit about your college application process? Because I know that deciding on a list of schools and、mm-hmm. um, going through all of that can be pretty stressful. So, what was yours like? Yeah.、Um, college application, it's a super long process. And it's, it's a culmination of everything you've done, like say ninth grade to 11th grade.、Um, so, it's super important to start early,、uh, whether that's getting good grades or doing extracurricular activities or finding what your passion is. But It's a long process, but it's a, it's a rewarding one,、um, I'd say.、Um, Good. So, and, what, was it, what was it like for you? Like, who did you, how did you go about kind of building your school list?、Um, and yeah, maybe we can even start there. How did you go about sort of building your school list? Yeah, I definitely try to have a diverse set of schools in terms of location, size,、um, the strength, um, atmosphere,、um, everything like that. And The, the one thing, the one, the one thing I, I had was、um, I went to boarding school and I didn't want my I wanted my college experience to be a little different, more different from boarding school.、Mm-hmm. And a lot of my peers from boarding school told me that a lot of like the, the liberal arts college in、uh, New England, like Williams, Amherst,、um, those are super great colleges, but they tend to be similar to boarding schools. So I didn't apply to any of those. But other than that, I applied to schools all over the country. Did you have any sense of like, did you know what you wanted to study already? Or like, were there any, any curricular requirements that you were looking for?、Um, I was pretty all over the place.、Um, I, 
I knew I wanted to study something with regards to business and economics or education. So those are mm-hmm. two main things I wanted to study mm-hmm. and, and, and international relations. That was, that was another thing. Um, so, um, I guess, I guess, well, Brown is an open curriculum. So that did attract me a lot, but mm-hmm. the core curriculum at other schools didn't was, didn't really turn me off anything like that. Okay. And so did you end up applying ED to Brown? I did not. Okay. Did not. So you were, you got in through a regular decision. Yes. Yeah. And so talk me through that process of like how you decided where to ED to, or if you decided mm-hmm. to ED or not and why. Yeah. So uh, I did do, I did apply ED to, uh, I ended up doing Duke, uh, which I didn't get in. For the early action, the early decision ones, I applied to colleges that I, that might have been a little hard for me to get in early decision, but my, mm-hmm. I might, I thought I had my, my chance to go up um, for the early action, early decision. Um, I definitely made sure that the schools I applied to early decision, Duke was, was a college I really wanted to go to. Because if I got in, I would end up going there, and I re- I really want to go to Duke, but mm-hmm. uh, I didn't get accepted. So, <laughs> um, so then I ended up uh, creating a, a much larger ri- list for um, the regular decision round, and um, I did I did the the summer before senior year, I did a college tour mm-hmm. of um, a bunch of colleges I wanted to go to. And Brown was, was one of those campuses that uh, right when I got on campus, it was, I really liked, I really loved the campus. Um, uh, it might have, might have been the weather. It was like a nice weather. It might've mm-hmm. been that, but um, mm-hmm. th- there was a, there was an atmosphere of community. Um, yeah. the, and I really liked that. So. Okay. Cool. That's very cool. So. In terms of the schools, then, right? Were you accepted to anywhere else uh, other than Brown? Yes. Your- yeah, I was. I think I applied to like fifteen or sixteen, and mm-hmm. got into seven or I think seven or eight. I think. Okay. Yeah. So, I, <clears throat> so from those, then, how did you end up making the decision that Brown was going to be the place that you would want to commit your four years to? Um. I wanted to go to a place that would challenge me academically as mm-hmm. much as possible. So, mm-hmm. um, so because of that, I was choosing a lot. It came down to, for me, it came down to Brown and U Chicago. For me. Okay. Those are the two places that mm-hmm. I was debating for a long time. Yep. And, but I also wanted to go to a college, um, that allowed me to explore. I, I really liked the the open curriculum, um, mm-hmm. the aspect of Brown, um, and it, it it allows me it allows me to it allowed me to um, sort of be an architect for my own education, my own curriculum, which is something I really like. And I also like the um, the atmosphere at Brown a lot. Not that I didn't like Chicago, but. Yeah. Oh, it's a very different vibe. <laughs> yeah. It's a very, Chicago and, and uh, Chicago and Providence are very, very different vibes yeah, um, for yeah. sure. So before we get into like your experience at Brown, uh, I'm kind of just curious in terms of your overall application process, mm-hmm. if you don't mind sharing a little bit, what did you end up choosing to like write about for, for your, for your common app? How did you yeah. decide that that was what you wanted to write about? Um, and then I have a, f- a couple more questions around the application process. Well. Yeah, the common application I wrote about, 
I wrote about having perspectives. I, I wrote about perspectives. I grew up in Japan until third grade, and then I was in the U.S. after that. So being a Japanese person in in a foreign country was a big part of my life. So mm-hmm. every time, yeah. You know, so, so being Jap, so being Japanese was big, and every time you know something about Japan would come up, I would always sort of have my sort of Japanese like perspective as a Japanese person, and then as a perspective of an American person, and that allowed me to um see things from two perspectives and i think um that was a very unique uh thing about myself okay so i wrote about how that would allow me to uh, be a great participant in discussions as i can see things from different perspectives If you're interested in learning more about the complex world of college admissions or would love to connect more with college admissions officers from around the world, Tokyo Academics has you covered. We are regularly hosting seminars and events that range from college essay workshops to panels with current students at top schools to small group conversations with admissions officers. For more information, please visit tokyoacademics.com events. And looking back at your application, and obviously there's no way of knowing for sure, um, but if you had to say like, like here's the thing that I think got me into all of these, mm-hmm. that got me accepted to all of these good schools, yeah. what do you think that would be? What do you think that factor was? What do you think was the thing that helped you stand out? I think three things. Um, mm-hmm. One was uh, just being well-rounded academically and mm-hmm. extracurricular activity-wise. Mm-hmm. Second, having leadership positions and the extracurricular activities I did. Mm-hmm. And third, the fact that the extracurricular activities I did matched what I wanted to, was relevant to what I wanted to study at each of the colleges I applied to. Right. What were some, what are a couple of examples of this fit? So, uh, as I said, I business and economics is the mm-hmm. one thing I really was interested in. Um, in high school, I started a little like a snack business was my friend and that was a it was, it was a very it was a very small thing but was, sure um i sort of wrote <laughs> i made it, I, I made it sound like a big thing of course to, you know, yeah um, show how i and then i show how i impacted the school and my mm-hmm. grade and mm-hmm. like that. um education was another thing i really wanted to study so i wrote about a lot of like the tutoring experiences uh helping out at um summer camps and things like that and how that showing how that relates to what I want to study. And then when you were in high school, did you seek these out because you knew that that's what you wanted to say, or do you seek these out because you were just genuinely interested? And then it turned out that it ended up fitting. Cause I think a lot of Uh students who are applying for college often put like the cart before the horse of like, okay, what do I want to say? I'm going to study. Okay. Then let me fill in my extracurriculars that way. Where I think um, oftentimes the more organic approach of like, I care about this. I care about Uh this. I care about this. And then let's put it all together. seems to make more sense for some students. So which way was it for you? I, I think it's both. Mm. Um, I knew I knew I had to apply to college at some point. So I try to do activities that I try to do a lot of activities. I try to do a lot of different activities. So I 
there were a lot of other activities I did other than those two I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. But then um, those were the two that those, those were the two that I really like. So yep. when I was applying my senior fall, uh, and and I was looking back at my high school experience, I realized mm -hmm. that. You know, I was sort of connecting dots, and I realized those are the th two things I really liked. But and also during my high school experience, um, I could tell which ones were things I liked and which ones I were wasn't too passionate about. Sure. So I just tried to dig deeper into the ones I that meant a lot to me. Okay, so you kind of really focus on a few things that you really cared about, yes, as opposed to yes, trying to cover yes, all of it. Yes. yes. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so now that we've kind of gone through that process, I would also be curious in terms of your teacher recommendations, because that's what a lot of kids kind of, this is at the point where a lot of kids are deciding on their teacher recommendations uh -huh, right now. Uh -huh. So how did you decide who uh, would write for you and how did you go about asking them? Yes, I decided to make sure that I had the two T. I so I think common application in my time required two recommendations. Yeah. So I made sure that those two could talk about me in different perspectives. Mm. So I wrote about, so I, the first one was a U.S. history teacher. And um, mm -hmm. he was someone that, he was someone that knew a lot of my weaknesses and strengths. And he was okay. someone that could tell, could talk about how I, much I grew during that year. Mm -hmm. So I remember, I think junior fall, he ripped one of, he, 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 he ripped me apart for one of the papers I wrote. He told me how how it was such a bad paper, but I but I made a, I made a lot of effort that year. I, I went to him for extra help. I wrote. Yep. I kept you know I put a lot of effort into that class mm -hmm. and you know tried to jump into discussions as much as I could. So he he really could tell how much I grew. So I wanted to I wanted him to know, he's someone that knows my weakness strength. For example, if I had chosen a math teacher, you know, I, I was I was a rather strong student in mathematics, so. I don't, I don't, I feel like he or she couldn't have really talked about how I grew. Right. Interesting. Okay, good. Good, good, good. So I think that that's, um, that's really, really helpful. Um, I think that's where a lot of students have kind of figure out, do I write, do I get the teacher who ju I just got straight A's in to yeah. write me a recommendation or do I get a teacher who's maybe I've shown a little bit more of the process. Um, so that's really good to hear. Okay. So now we're we're at Brown. Uh, tell me a little bit about kind of your freshman year. What was that like? And um, before we delve a little bit more into some Brown specific things, but what was mm -hmm. freshman year like? What was it like adjusting? You obviously are coming from boarding school straight in, so maybe there wasn't too much to adjust to. But talk a little bit about your first year experience. Freshman year was definitely tough um, for me. Um, yes, I went. I came from boarding school, so the fact that I was living away from parent, my parents, that wasn't the toughest thing, but. I mean, boarding school was a grade of, uh, my grade was 90 kids in Brown. I mean, it's not a large, it's not the biggest school, but there were, I think, 1,700, 1,800 kids in my grade. And mm -hmm. so, so finding your own social circle, that was difficult at first. Finding what class, what classes interested me was tough. Finding about extracurricular activities was tough. So I was jumping all over the place and it yeah. took me a while to get used to it. Yeah. So what sort of support systems were available to you to help you to help anchor you uh -huh. and help kind of come to the, the, those decisions? So for um, academically, um, 
uh, it's probably similar to other other schools, but each freshman per freshman at Brown, you are assigned a peer, like a student advisor and a faculty advisor. And those those two people really guide you through what classes to take, like what sort of what classes to explore. Mm -hmm. And um, and also the open curriculum is really helpful in that it allows you to sort of shop around classes from different Mm -hmm. departments. Um, So I think that was and also as an international student, um, there was uh, the international mentoring program that um, helps, you know, that helps students, international students that adjust to the life in America. Okay, very good. So I think given that, and I think this is a really nice transition, I think that there are a lot of misconceptions or lack of clarity around what the open curriculum is and isn't Uh right um in terms Mm -hmm. of it being oh i could just study whatever i want (laughs) or like i could just i could study just computer science and modern dance and like food science and then i can graduate (laughs) with a whatever major right um so there's a lot of misconceptions around what Uh it is what it isn't um tell us a little bit more about like what the open curriculum was or is right and how Mm -hmm. you chose to kind of take advantage of that Yes. So the open curriculum is the curriculum itself and a system which includes the requirements and the grading system Mm -hmm. that allows students to be the architects of their own education. Um, So I guess to to talk a little bit about the system, um, you there are two requirements to graduate. One is that you obviously have to pick a major or as Brown calls it concentration. and that concentration has required number of classes. You have to take the the lower the lower the concentrations that require lower amount of classes, like nine to ten credits. But some of the 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 more tough or sort of intensive ones require like twenty five or twenty six classes. You have to take. And the second requirement is you have to take two writing classes, um, writing classes, and classes that require substantial amount of writing. Um, before you graduate. Um, so that is sort of the system, but as I said, it's also sort of like the grading system and what classes you can take. So the grading system is very interesting in that um, if you, so when you start Brown, with the, each semester um, you can take uh, you can. There's a thing called shopping period, or I guess what people call a syllabus week in other colleges. Um, that's a. It's a two week period where you can take any classes you want, and then after that you lock in your classes. But then, at any point in the term before the final final ex- before you take the final exams, you can drop any class, and it wouldn't show up in your report card. If you fail class, it doesn't appear in your report card. You can change, you can take any class pass fail. Um, the grading system is just a B C not it, And it's not on like a bell curve. So the, the reason why I'm telling this is that the grading system is very, is it's very, um, it allows, it's, it allows students to explore classes that they think they might not do academically well and they, they right. the class it allows you to take classes that you you think you might not get a good grade in and so that it's a system that allows you to explore but also you know but but also there is a bit of structure like 
the fact that you have to take a major or do take writing uh, requirement classes. Listeners of this podcast know that admission rates have never been lower. It's not enough to just have the high GPA. In this ultra-competitive climate, stunning essays make you stand out against your peers. Tokyo Academics Essay Counseling offers personalized attention by specially trained counselors familiar with expectations of each type of application essay, provided at extremely competitive rates. One of our expert essay counselors will create a customized plan to tailor all of your application essays to fit your narrative, goals, and background. We ensure that each essay tells a story only you can. We have specialists for schools across the US, UK, Japan, and more. Summer is the best time to get a head start on your essays. Contact us at essay at tokyoacademics.com for a free diagnostic today. What are some examples of students that you like with this, whether it be yourself or a classmate mm-hmm. that you feel really took advantage of this opportunity to explore? Are there any like specific classes that you're like, oh my gosh, without Brown's Open Curriculum, I would mm-hmm. never have taken that course, but it was really cool. Uh-huh. Um, even if I didn't end up doing anything with it, the fact that I could was really cool. Um, or do you have examples of yourself or classmates that you're like, yeah, that's a combo that I don't think I would be able to see at any other university? Yeah. Um- as for myself, I I so I I studied uh, applied math economics um, mm-hmm. at Brown, and I took and so that was there. So there were a lot of requirements for that concentration, but I also took a lot of classes that I knew I would never have taken if it wasn't for the open curriculum. Um, like I'm a very I I have no artistic sense I guess um, at all. Uh-huh. So, but I took visual studies. I took modern architecture. Hey. Um, what else? I took I took classes from like public health department, engineering department, uh, comp sci, English history, and those are classes. If I, you know, if it wasn't for the open curriculum, I probably wouldn't have taken as many as I would have. Um, there were definitely a lot other students mm-hmm. who. I think might have taken a lot more advantage than I did. Um, okay. So some there was a lot of interesting combinations. So even in my uh, applied math economics department, there are people who doubled majored that with like visual studies or philosophy. And one of the one of the interesting combinations as well was physics and philosophy. That was a really interesting combination. So um, yeah, no. So especially for people who whose concentrations require less um, classes, like economics itself or English itself, that's like 10, 10 credits. Mm-hmm. So, and at Brown, you, you have, it's four credits per semester and eight semesters total in your time at Brown. So if, most people take 32 credits. Okay. If, you, if the requirement is only 10 credits, then you have right. 22 classes that you can just choose and pick. Uh, from. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Interesting. And how do you feel? Could you describe sort of the the community that ty- that type of institution wide experimentation seems to create? Because I think all universities have like an independent major, like an independently yeah. devised major. They all have that option, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I feel like 
at Brown, it's this combination of like, here's some structure, right? But like, cause, and, but the structure comes in the form of like, we want to give all of you the tools to be that experimental. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm sure it has to be, it does shape the culture in some way. So talk to me a little bit about like the culture, the community experience when you know, every single one of you is experiencing the same academic freedom. I think the culture is that, okay, so A, Brown is a very, um, very chill environment in yep. academic sense. Uh, people definitely help out with each other. And because there's no, I guess, what, what's called the bell curve, um, right. people aren't fighting for grades. Like right. the fact that I get an A doesn't affect the fact that someone else is going to get an A or B or whatever. So, so there's that. Also, because of open curriculum, um, a lot of the the introductory classes definitely attract students from different departments so you could be in a class you could be in a like a humanities class and have a lot of people from different like sciences departments and vice versa you could be in a science class sure. with a lot of humanities people and that's that sort of cross uh, uh, i guess cross department um, interactions really cool for especially the discussion classes um because mm-hmm. because people from different sort of departments tend to sort of have different ways of thinking and which is really i think really cool to sort of uh to participate in those discussions okay sounds good yeah and um do you feel that like there are like in some way that just by having more being surrounded by students who are all kind of doing their own thing like no one person's syllabus is going to no one person's transcript is going to be identical right Right, Um, at all um do you do you feel like really kind of reinforced this like just go try it just because everyone is doing it and it's kind of normalized that you would be taking like here's these very specific classes i'm taking for my like very specific major but Mm -hmm. also i'm taking dance yeah no definitely i mean it's uh Brown definitely encourages and Brown, I mean, systematically Brown encourages you to do that and the people around you are doing it. So that sort of encourages you to uh, sort of to explore. Um, yeah. I think, I think it's, it's, it's the environment more so than the system. It's the mm-hmm. environment that people are doing that. And that sort of makes you feel that you should, and you can, you, you can um, sort of take, the advantage because i mean there's uh, well, how many how many departments are there but i'm sure there's like 50, 40 to 50 there's departments. a bajillion there's so many yeah, and yeah. it'll be it'll be a it'll be a i, I mean i wouldn't say waste but it would be kind of missed opportunity if you didn't uh at least try you know take classes from different departments okay great so um did you did it ever feel overwhelming though like that like oh my gosh like choice paralysis and just like <laughs> there's so many things and everyone's doing so many things what the heck am i supposed to do um so a did you ever experience that b what resources sort of exist kind of after your freshman year like what resources continue to exist to allow you to kind of evaluate your options and 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 build a path for yourself um it well it was very overwhelming for me to pick my major freshman yeah. year but i think that it wasn't really it was it was just a college thing it's not like a brown thing it was just okay. i think any college i've gone to I, I think i would have struggled to figure out what uh my major was um 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, re- I really well to talk about myself. I, I really wanted to, to to do to study economics yep. and apply math, but yep. I didn't I didn't do well at all in my <laughs> freshman <laughs> freshman <laughs> econ course. So I was like, uh-huh. so that sort of discouraged me. But um, but I mean, I sort of figure out. But um, I guess I sort of changed my study habits. Yeah. Well, hey, knowing that you can switch it to pass fail makes it easier to try those that, things. That, and that also really, makes it easier really, to yeah, switch, no, really right? Does, really For does. sure. Yeah. That that is true. Yep. Um, is there structure to help students sort of be? Um, not there isn't. I think people sort of just. It's not really. I'm not really answering your question, but um, people tend to people tend to figure out what yeah. they want to do yeah. as their major and other than that i mean you can do whatever you want so it, it wasn't really concerned for the people at brown i'd say okay while you were at brown was there a sense that like the curricular offerings were evolving to fit with because I, I i guess for me mm-hmm. like one of the greatest advantages of kind of an open curriculum is that you can continually add new things without it disrupting other systems yeah right was there a sense that the available things to do was changing at least every year so there was like oh there's also these cool new classes that have been added there's also these other different things yes there there definitely were um it just for the department i was in applied math economics that didn't really change that much but (laughs) Sure. I know, I know the Brown, so Brown does first year seminars and I think second year seminars. And those are um, very small, I think small scale classes, I think like mm-hmm. 10 to 15 people. And those topics tend to change a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think those are definitely very reflective of what's going on, what's going on in during that sort of academic period okay. year. Cool. Good, good, good. Um, tell me about the uh, tell me a little bit about the professors. Um, what was your experiences with them? Did they seem very accessible? I think one of the concerns, generally with um, like big school, bigger schools, is just that oh, I'll just be another number. Um, it'll be hard for me to to contact professors, etc. So, how was that experience like for you? The professors are definitely very. They're accessible. Um, I I never felt it was hard to uh to get hold hold of them they they always offer office hours and they're very helpful during that time also i i and i think this is this might be similar to other colleges but the t- the teaching assistants the tas were very helpful um mm. i remember the tas okay. so every single class has teaching uh teaching assistants um mm-hmm. and some classes like the the computer science classes have a lot of them. I think like one class would have like 20 to 30 TAs who would help you with your coding homework. Uh, the Atma Econ classes, I think were I think like five or six. Okay. Um, and those were, those students were very helpful. I remember. Okay. Um, Interesting. So there's definitely, yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of support to, um, okay. with the academic classes. Okay. Good. Um, how do you feel Brown um, prepared or didn't prepare you for life after college? Um, so I'll break it into two parts, recruitment-wise and um, life af- after you actually graduate. Recruitment-wise, uh, if, you, if you want to recruit into American companies, all the, all the major American companies uh, go to Brown for um, 
like recruitment, uh, I think, I think interviews and info sessions. So, uh-huh. uh, so it's pretty, um, it's, it's, it's a very structured system. Uh, that's good. If you're, um, applying to Japanese companies, um, when I was at Brown companies, there were several Japanese companies with that, that would come to, to Brown's campus to do info sessions and do even do interviews on campus, which was very helpful. Mm-hmm. And also, um, Providence is super close to uh, Boston. So for the Boston Career Forum, which I'm not sure if it's happening in person this year, but if it is, it's very helpful. Um, Explain what the Boston Career Forum is for students who may not know. The Boston Career Forum is a three-day period in November where all most of the major companies in Japan go to Boston to hold three intense days of interviews and um like info sessions and it's it's a it's a very interesting scenery because it's in in the middle of boston you see hundreds and hundreds of japanese students wearing the classic recruitment for the, the blacks that the recruiter suits are the black yeah. blazer <laughs> they're all they're there they're, we all walk in hordes so we're all on the boston like subway system mm-hmm. and walking around with our bags and everyone everyone looks around and like what is going on <laughs> but, yeah um it's it's really it's a really I mean, it's really it's super intensive because you have dinners every day and then mm-hmm. you have like drinks and you have even like breakfast breakfast and you at like 7 a.m but um it's it's, a, it's an experience you see you, especially if you went to international school you see all your international school, school mm-hmm. buddies um they all congregate in boston for the weekend and mm. it's, a, it's a memorable experience good okay um Tell me a little bit about Providence. A lot of the schools, like uh, speaking of Boston, right? There's a reason. Uh-huh. There's a reason it's the Boston Career Forum, not the Providence Career Forum, right? <laughs> like there are very specific reasons for this. Yeah. But yeah. I also have never lived in Providence, so um, we'd just be curious to hear how it felt like Brown was in relationship to uh-huh. the city um, and kind of your experiences there. Yeah. Um, so a bit about Providence. It's one hour south of. South of Boston, and I'd say three hours east of New York, New York City. Um, it's a it's a middle sized city. I'm not sure what the population is, but it's not it's not a big city. It's a, it's a it's not it's not like a middle of nowhere. But um, yeah, it, so there are stuff there are things to do like places, nice places to eat at, nice parks to go to, but um, it's not somewhere that stu- students wouldn't venture into Providence that often i'd say um as long um unless it was sort of event that the college was hosting in Providence people wouldn't really go go out to Providence as people in in like New York or Boston might do um but it's a very it's a very nice it's a very nice place and i think i think that was a good it was a good in the sense that people would stay on campus Mm-hmm. during like the weekdays and the weekend mm-hmm. uh i'm not sure about other schools again but i've heard from like people in boston and new york that people would go out to a lot of like the bars and clubs in the city sure and that the campus could become a little more sort of quiet but mm-hmm. Brown wasn't like that the people stayed on campus okay. um regarding the relationship brown has with the city um again was similar to i think i'll other colleges, there is a bit of divide between the city and the campus. Yep. 
um, it's, I mean, just walking on Thayer Street, uh, Thayer Street is the main street in the middle of Brown's campus. You could tell sort of who's a Brown student, who's not a Brown student. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, um, and yeah, so it's, a, but the, the, but the, but I think Brown, I think they do try their best to uh, sort of incorporate the sort of, uh, I guess sort of uh, sort of stay connected with the city and mm-hmm. I think that happens a lot through some classes and a lot of extracurricular activities mm-hmm. so I was um, I was on the Brown Daily Herald which is the the school's official newspaper and I was on the business team so uh, we speak and because we were independent organization we have to generate all the funds through um, like advertisements we yeah 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 the, the 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 restaurants and the shops so i would yeah. and i was in business teams so i would you know i have the chance to walk around and you know take ubers and go to visit a lot of shops and restaurants around the city to get them to advertise with us um, or which was which was a fun experience um yeah so so yeah so Okay. Not it's there is a bit of divide, but through the clubs, definitely. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of like on campus, off campus, all of those different things. Mm-hmm. One of the questions kids are always students always need to know. Uh, talk to me about dorms and food. Dorms and food. Dorms are dorms. Are, dorms are relatively nice, I'd say. Um, mm-hmm. The freshman year, freshman year, you get divided into either south campus or the north campus and i think it's like half and half so um and the freshman dorms especially are sort of they're all in one area mm-hmm. it's just a south campus in the south campus they're all in one area north campus in one area so there is a sense of community um like the freshman community like the freshmen are all the freshmen are lived here it's kind of like a zoo in a way mm-hmm. um and and as you go up the grades um it's i think the dorm the dorms do i know sophomore year um starts so starting from the sophomore year the dorm you pick the dorms through a lottery system okay which is a uh which is a it's a bit stressful but i mean mm-hmm. it's not it's not a disaster right? it's so it's not so you're guaranteed a housing if you right. want to stay in campus you are guaranteed housing but most people, so I'd say 100% of people live on campus freshman year, say like 95% live on campus mm-hmm. sophomore year, junior year is like 70%. And so, senior by senior year, most people live off campus. Huh. So that's a dorm life. Yeah. Um, Food-wise, um, I, think, I think it was pretty decent. Um, it wasn't like a gourmet thing, but um, <laughs> it was, it's, it's, it's good. Um, there's different, there's like, four or five eateries that are that serve different types of foods so okay good okay 
Good. So, um, kind of to bring this to close, I think I think the Brown is such a unique type of learning environment mm-hmm. that, um, and I think the questions that they ask on the supplements try to help them filter out the students that would be good and students would be bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but just for a student who's gone through it yourself and you've kind of seen classmates who have loved it and maybe seen maybe some classmates who did so much, um, what type of student do you feel like is a good fit? for Brown and what type, what type of student do you think isn't? I think, I think the short answer is that everyone fits with Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, Brown is a very well-balanced school mm-hmm. in terms of culture, uh, the academics, like the academics, um, the humanities class is really good. Science classes are good. Um, mm-hmm. For example, the, com- the I think the computer science department is, um, there's a professor called Andy Van Dam. Um, Andy, Toy Story, I think supposedly he, that Andy was named after a professor. Um, oh, so it's a so people have people have image of Brown being sort of a humanity sort of more intensive classes, but the science classes are good. Um, oh. And so yes, everyone fits as Brown, but people who might not fit as Brown are people who might need a bit of structure to push mm. them um, or guide them through the co- the college classes mm-hmm. by that i mean that because of the open curriculum you and the grading system that's very flexible sometimes people take that to people try to take advantage of that and take like an easy like a concentration with low amount of requirements and then mm-hmm. just with the other 20 classes they just pick all the easy a classes or like classes uh... that just have like the easy professors which I, I think to a bit, to a certain extent, I think that's necessary. Maybe like sure. if you're diff- if you're taking like three super hard classes, then yeah, yeah you want like a survival, class. right? Yeah, um, I think those are techniques you people <laughs> sort of learn. Yeah, it's coping mechanism, sure, um, which is very important. But some people do sort of take advantage of that, or like they will like, take every single class like pass fail. Yep, um, and sort of just. You, you spend four years and you were just like, you look at the transcript and it's like, yeah, you have a good grade, but you, you're sort of like, well, what did I learn? And I think that does happen to people Brown if you aren't sort of sure disciplined. Yes. Okay, cool. All right. Um, so I guess like that's kind of it for my major questions. I did want mm-hmm. to finish just with a little bit, um, kind of having gone through this process yourself and a lot of mm-hmm. students will be heading into this process in a couple months. Um, we'd just like to see, you know, from your experience, from what you've done and accomplished, and obviously you've done quite a lot already. Um, what advice would you give to a rising senior? Um, if, if, if spots were flipped and like I went away and the person sitting in front of you now was a student, a high school student who was about to be a senior. Uh, what advice would you give in terms of the in terms of the application process? Um, uh, yeah. Yes. Um, definitely get started super early uh, with the essays, and um, uh, if you haven't finished SATs, uh, definitely um, try to get those finished as early as possible. Um, so that's one. Two senior year gets senior fall gets super busy with uh with with you know application uh-huh. i mean senior year I, and, and the fact that senior year high school is a very special experience so yeah disregarding like the application system it's it's a busy year mm-hmm. so which means that a lot of times 
the academic classes and, and you, you have to take the classes um, on top of that and you get very hectic. So you always know, I guess, what your priority is. Have Make sure you have, you know, what's important to you mm-hmm. and um, make sure you don't lack, sort of lose your sight. Um, and also the academic classes, um, it, it's tough to keep up and it's, it's tough to keep doing well when you're so busy with everything else, but the grades, I, th- I think the grades in, that you get in senior fall and in senior winter do matter a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, it's important to know that college do look at those. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, finally, I think the, I think the really important thing to know is that Yes, every yes. When I was a as a senior, um, I was very, I was definitely very, I would say obsessed, but really cared a lot about the college application process, what college I would get into. And I think I think people should you know take that process seriously. But I think it's important to know that whatever college you end up at, um, yes, there are sort of different. quirks and characteristics each school has mm-hmm. but at the end of the day each college offers a variety of things and you'll find your own community you'll find yeah. what you like in each college and it's really when you get to college that you make you that you sort of form your own experience so i guess easier said than <laughs> no, don't 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 get too hung up on what um school you end up actually going to i guess i think that's very wise advice um i think that's really important um i think we can get so fixated with ranking chasing and name chasing that we forget that it's more about you should be chasing a four-year process that is Mm -hmm. of and a community that's a fit for you um and that not all schools are created equal all right great thank you so much for your time and for answering all these questions i know that like it's one thing for me to just say well i think it's kind of like this it's another thing for someone who's gone through it to actually well no, it actually is just like this. So everything that you've had to share, I know will be very meaningful to our listeners. So uh, thank you so, so, so much for your time. All right. That was the interview. Hopefully that was helpful to all of you and gave those students who are maybe thinking about Brown or curious about an open curriculum, um, just a little bit more fuel for the fire in terms of how you're thinking about your university prospects. Thanks today for listening to the Accepted Podcast. Again, my name is Tyler Kusinoki. We hope you enjoyed today's topic, um, just today's interview with Brown, uh, with a Brown University student. Join us next week for more on the complex world of college admissions. If you like what you're hearing and you want to support, be sure to leave us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you are getting this podcast. Uh, follow us and hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date. We also do regularly host events, both in person and online. Just this past week, we held an essay workshop to help rising seniors really start to wrap their head around the essay process. So if you're interested in attending free info sessions with me, other real admissions officers, other students as well, uh, do check us out at tokyoacademics.com slash events. One other thing that we are running for this summer, we are running virtual tours. So if you are unable to get to the U.S., we have a special program. It's just like six hours where we'll walk you through eight universities of your choice, just talk you through each of the school's strengths and weaknesses to just to help you better understand what each school has to offer you so you can kind of expedite your college list and be more strategic about the schools that you are thinking about applying to. Okay, Uh, that's it for today. And remember, the key to getting in 
is getting ready. 